0: Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman-Perks, and welcome back to my favorite time of the month. This is month two in the series of podcasts that I've been doing. And I also wanted to share some of the experiences I've had coaching leaders and teams, and some of the themes that have come up in some of the talks that I've given with the audiences. Firstly, some of you have been noticing the uh, podcast theme that I have there, which is on Apple. Uh, If you listen to those podcasts, and I would encourage you to go to Inspiring Leadership with Jonathan Bowman Perks and listen to those podcasts. They're free from the different leaders, some on videos, but some directly to the podcast. And also you'll just see at the top of the screen, this, which is my father's hat from uh, his days as a naval officer. And this was the hat that he had in his wardroom on the day that he was killed um, when I was three years old. And what's quite interesting is the hat fits. And there is a saying in the Navy, when the cap fits, wear it. And you may wonder why I'm doing these inspiring leadership podcasts. It's because of the man who wore the hat, because he was so very inspiring. He was a hero who died flying in one of his men's aeroplane and also saving his navigator, his co-pilot, Bill, Commander Bill White, who lived to tell me and encourage me to be more of an inspiring leader myself because I wasn't at that time and to look for men and women that are inspiring, inspired me and that I can learn from, but also that I can pass on that learning to you, the people who are listening to these podcasts. It's very nice. I was just with a client now doing some coaching with their stakeholders. And one of them, Guru, very kindly said, "John, I've been watching these podcasts. Please keep them coming, I'm finding them very useful. Some won't and they won't watch them, but I hope a lot of you do and please spread the word. So what's been going on uh, this month, the second month of the podcast and the themes that I've picked up? As you know, any of you who've listened, I love stoical philosophy. And I I like a lot of the work of Ryan Holiday, his book, The Daily Stoic, I read every day. And from that, I've taken two themes and added a third of my own, because the rule of three, if you're ever presenting, is incredibly useful. People like triangles, they like threes. Somehow, as humans, it works for us. So, number one, in Stoical philosophy, there is this saying, and it's very fundamental to it, You don't control what happens to you in life, but you do control how you respond. So that's the thing you can control, how you respond. Situations are neither good or bad, but it's your response and your thought about them that makes a difference. And we are what our choices make us. I'll say that again, we are what our choices make us. So you can't blame anybody else. It's your choices that you made, which leads me on nicely to Marcus Aurelius. And he said, Blame yourself or blame no one. The only place to look for approval is within yourself. And the same goes for disapproval and fault finding. As soon as we try and get it from other people, we are compromised and we compromise our integrity. You've handed over your power to somebody else. So either don't blame anyone, or blame yourself for whatever happens, for everything that happens, those are the options. The third, the third thing that I have taken to heart and I'm working on every day myself, is these big two words, let go, exclamation mark, let go. Because control is the master addiction. And if I look at many of the men and women who are leaders and the teams they're in, many of the problems are down to them trying to control everything too much and everyone too much. It's something that I keep reminding myself about often things that don't matter. Let go, it doesn't matter. Because I've worked with and lived with people in the past who love to impose what's called coercive control. They manipulate. They twist you. They subtly work on you. They use passive aggression or open aggression to get you to do what they want. Be very careful in situations like that and get out of them. So those are the three themes uh, this second month uh, of podcasts that I've picked up. And then who have I interviewed in this second month? Well, Colonel Tim Collins, OBE, the commanding officer of the Royal Irish. He was in the Gulf War and he also served the SAS now an author and in business very interesting guy with some quite controversial views and and also um, very strong-willed views and it was an interesting conversation with Tim. Air Marshal Sir Graham Stacey who like Tim uh was with me at Staff College um QC um, KCB CB QCVS MBE, they're all Air Force. So tough, um, wily rugby player who commanded the British forces in Cyprus and had a number of very interesting jobs um, around the world and in Bosnia at the time of the Dayton Peace Accord. Richard Fenning, the CEO of Control Risks and also an advisor now and becoming a coach himself. Very interesting with his geopolitical views as well as his practical views. Then, um, very different kind of person, Nathan Newton Willington. Nathan, a 30-year-old, who really, as a personal trainer, self-taught on your mindset and your attitude, how to get from, as he was age 17, obese, to becoming a six foot four, very strong, uh, very healthy individual, and how he helps other people, and really good philosophy for life that was an interesting podcast Uh, then number uh, the next uh, episode was johnny gray uh, also a senior partner at control risks and uh, worked in major events and he's going on to become in a month or two's time the ceo of the tennis integrity unit dealing with match fixing and drugs and problems that happens and that bring down the integrity of the profession of tennis then um, after him, Paul Cleal and the next episode, the former people board member at Coopers, and now an advisor and working in a number of non-executive roles, but particularly about inclusion and diversity. Followed by Ashok Gupta. Ashok is a chairman and CEO of multiple firms in the insurance and tech space as an entrepreneur. And the final one, Alexander Niggi, and Alexander is the senior vice president of marketing, communications and the digital side, where he's quite an expert in the Emirates Airlines group. Very interesting man. So that was month two. Then month three, you'll be, um, I'll be touching on these people uh, in month three. Alison Hutchinson, the CEO of Pennies. Uh, James Knight, MC, who is Royal Marine officer and works at St. James's Place. Fiona Lambert the MD of Harpen and Fashion and worked at NEXT and George at ASDA. Uh, Colonel Gary Hearn, the divisional director from the Defence Academy. David Heron, the CEO, uh, the group CEO of Wilton & Bain, executive search and talent. Colonel Tim Wilson, uh, ex-army officer, now the CEO of MSI Global Alliance. Roger Steer, the corporate philosopher, some great wisdom on ethics and integrity. And finally, Lieutenant General Tim Evans, CB, CBE, DSO, the commander of the Allied Rapid Reaction Corps, and now a general working with the Saudi armed forces. So a fascinating group of people. I look forward to you joining me in the future episodes, but also thinking about what we've learned in this month. Great talking with you. And I look forward to getting any feedback from you, suggestions of truly inspiring leaders that you know that you would want me to have on the show. Please get in touch great talking with you. Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman-Perks and welcome back to my favourite time of the month. And this is month two, a review of the eight leaders that I was fortunate enough to interview during this month. So firstly, episode nine, we began with Colonel Tim Collins, the CEO of the Royal Irish, an SAS officer and uh, an author and now a business manager. And um, Tim had many different tough experiences. Um, He's quite a character, Um, you know, he he causes controversy, but I think that's very interesting in some leaders. And and here's particular quote he loves, if you're ferocious in battle, remember to be magnanimous in victory, one of the lines from his speech that he gave to the men before they went into battle uh, in the Iraq war. Uh, Tim's top tips, (laughs) he talked about know what needs to be done, refine and clarify your purpose and structure. Tell them, tell others, then build the organization around that clear purpose. And following on from that, he said, get the best talent you can afford, behind that purpose and then they need to have this spirit of ownership and communication is vital to flow both ways and then let them get on with it get out of the way and let those good leaders get on with it then episode 10 we had air marshal sir graham stacy kcb cb qcvs the queen's accommodation for valuable service a great award mbe and he was a royal air force officer in what we call the, um, unfortunately called the Rock Apes, but really the RAF Regiment. And um, it, one of his key roles was commanding the British forces in Cyprus, but he had a number of key roles and uh, went up to, to become a very senior officer in, in the Royal Air Force. Um, Graham said that in his experience, leaders come in every size, shape, gender, and background. And he really made that point when he talked about one of the female members of staff, quite junior, who had such a prestigious and important role uh, running the one of the busiest airports in Afghanistan for the military forces coming in and out. It's a rather trite comment, but it doesn't mean to be trite. It's really important to be you. Uh, as Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Um, and all too often, I think when I've got, um, myself in difficulty. It's when I've tried to be something that wasn't really authentically myself or somebody that wasn't authentically myself. So so do be yourself. Um, and, and he had a challenge, one of his main challenges, when of one of his uh, unit commanders uh, had accusations of bullying, harassment and inappropriate treatment of his subordinates. And Uh, This is back to the coercive control. And a number of leaders get away with appalling behaviour because people won't call it out. And his instinct was to do something about it to investigate him. But those around him persuaded him against his better judgment to give him a dignified departure because he was at the end of some 30-plus years of service, 38 maybe, and, oh, you know, it's just got to last couple of months. you know. And, of course, Graham did this. It backfired. The guy... um, uh, the guy turned it against them, made some slanderous accusations against him and his staff, and really had. Graham said, "Had he had he tackled the issue, and investigated and dismissed him, then none of that drama would have happened for him." So he he said, "Learn learn to trust your instincts. Um, we talk about head, heart, gut, and wallet. Um, there are four things you should think about. You know, the the logic of." what you're thinking about, the head, the heart, what, what you love doing, the gut, your gut instincts. There's a um, hundred million neurons in your gastrointestinal tract, trust them. There is, there's there's lots of little computations going on. Something feels wrong, listen to the gut. Uh, and then the wallet, think about the logic, the money. If it's a job you're going for, is it the right kind of thing you want? Uh, then the next episode, episode 11, was my first month's review, which some of you will have heard by now. Then we had Richard Fenning, who in episode 12 was an, uh, now an advisor, but was formerly the global CEO of Control Risks. And we had some really interesting discussions about managing risk, whether people avoid risk or they're actually, a bit like Donald Trump, highly reckless and don't really care what others, others think. And that, you know, a captain of a ship has to take risks. You know, his job is to sail the seas, but if he's afraid of leaving port, Because of the risks and he might run aground or have a storm and be turned over, then he's not a captain of a ship. And how people respond to a crisis. Then we also talked very, very topically about political leadership and why is it such a problem in many countries around Europe at the moment, around certainly uh, the UK and America and in, in many countries around the world where finding good political leaders is It's difficult because it's unappealing to many with a long-term view because it's become sort of soundbite, it's become populism and people tend to avoid it. But there's no absence of leadership everywhere else, such as young people who are willing to make a difference, whether it be with our environment or have their voice heard in charity or business and the like. So don't give up hope, There there are some really good leaders around and the next generation we will probably have to sweep up the mess of, of my own generation. Um, we then talked about hiring and leading experts because many firms, particularly his, his firm and those with technical experts, the experts love their specialism, but um, how to get them focused on the, the bigger goal of the whole organization, that is quite a challenge. And often they're just interested in their own silo and breaking people out of silos. Is always a challenge for any leader. Talked about the cult of the CEO with him, and that this is a big mistake, particularly in many Western countries. It's um, led by Britain and America, this cult of the CEO. And one CEO they just announced in Bet365 paid, I can't remember, 200 to 300 million pounds a year. It's obscene. And It's not just one person with a superhuman ability, uh, a celebrity male or female CEO with a massive ego. It's actually a team. And and what is the, is there a fair balance between the most junior people in the organization, how much they earn and how much the top dog he or she earns. On to episode 13 with Nathan Nathan Newton-Willington. Nathan was talking about fitness, nutritional, and as a personal trainer. He was really inspiring about the journey he had been on and was very honest about where he was at before. Um, quite a black, dark space. And the power of mind over matter. And he wasn't someone who read, but he watched videos. So um, whatever is your medium, find ways of learning by watching or listening, whatever is your way of doing it. But he really proved the point that if you change your thoughts, as Wayne Dyer said, You change your life, change your thoughts, change your life. You are what you spend your time thinking about. Um, You become like the five people you spend most of your time with throughout your life. So choose the people around you carefully. And he also talked about when he was in the pit in the darkest times. And he said, look, I didn't believe in myself. So why would anybody else? So without becoming arrogant, you need to make sure you do believe in yourself. Um, if you want others to follow you. And you can control your thoughts and actions, but you can't control anybody else's. And finally, the, the last theme that we talked about, and it was a good long chat, about 50 minutes, 55 minutes, was um, this this one, a positive one about never complain, Never apologize. I can't remember, I think it was a US president who said, but don't be, don't be whinging and, and don't try and make a, apologies for all the things that have gone wrong. I mean, apologize if you've done someone damage. I don't mean that, but just try and make apologies for not achieving what you said you were going to do. Episode 14 with Johnny Gray, the Senior Partner in uh, Control Risks and Global Head of Sports and Major Events. And Johnny, in a short period of time, will go on to become the CEO of the Tennis Integrity Unit, a new organization that will be looking into match fixing and uh, drug abuse and um, just just anything that will bring in to disrepute the profession of tennis. And the millions and billions that are spent on tennis Um, in his time, both in the army as an army officer. And then in control risks, he learned to create the environment for others to succeed and found that the challenge is to empower and enable your teams, sometimes people could be 3000 miles away. So how do you empower that? But you have to understand them and you have to understand what it takes. And you're working with people from different cultures and different backgrounds. And, they don't see the world as it is. They say it as they are. And that's a problem for you. You don't see them as they are. You see them as you are. So you need a lot of humility and the ability to admit when you are wrong. And uh, in his successful army career, he began uh, as a young man at Sandhurst and went on to win the sword of honor. But he had a very good right hand man in what transpired to be the current Colonel Gary Hearn who had been a private soldier in the Royal Signals and been with the Rear Link Detachment of the Welsh Guards when they'd gone to the Falklands War and seen the grim reality of war and learned what works and what doesn't. And when you have a man of that wisdom and experience as your right-hand man, he was his cadet sergeant when Johnny became the junior under officer, that is experience you'll never forget. And he was generous to admit how much Gary really shaped him in those early years. And his top tip, a simple one. You lead people, you manage resources. Don't think it's just about managing people. People need to be led. Then on to episode 15, Paul Cleal, who was former board member and the People Partner of people PwC. And now he's an advisor working in a variety of different organizations, helping the government and sport and different uh, academic organizations cope with um, creating greater diversity, more inclusion and and getting people to be more proud about who they are and what they can achieve. He had a tough upbringing and shared that one about what life was like uh, with racism in London. Uh, Paul's leadership tenets, he talked about four of them. Integrity, being honest with people, Is there a good reason not to share information? A lot of people tend to hang back with sharing information. And if in doubt, it's probably a good thing, unless it is top secret or it is uh, highly confidential, to actually include people and share more than people normally do. The second one was clarity. Create and communicate the vision so that everybody understands. And all too often, people are left wondering what is going on and they're not fully in the picture. So make sure that you do involve people. Inclusive leadership, um, his point was to stop exclusion. And he's very big on teaching diversity, equality, and inclusivity in the Premier League. And it was very interesting hearing his stories there. And the fourth one was lack of understanding. It really is important that we're more accepting of people who don't think like us, who come from a different culture, a different background, how can you learn from them? Everybody you meet has something to teach you if only you would listen. Then looking back on when he got it wrong and how he could have communicated better, um, he, Paul was honest enough to admit that he should have checked more. Do they really understand? And have you listened to them? Um, It's nothing worse than someone who says to you, I hear what you say, that means they're not listening at all. um, And they're just pretending that they're interested, but they're certainly not. The second one was uh, making it logical doesn't account for people's emotional reactions to change. So just because it's logical for the change, people will feel very uncomfortable about that. And finally, Paul talked about his inspirational father, who uh, was a leader and key figure in Africa's World Health Organization. And um, in talking to his father just before he died, his, his father said, and it was a piece of advice that Paul said he needs to constantly take advice of, which is always take people with you. People often charge off very opinionated and think they know it all, but they don't take people with them. So take them with you. Episode 16 Ashok Gupta. Ashok chaired. Um, and is CEO and a non-executive director of multiple insurance and entrepreneurial businesses. And again, a bit like Paul, he said life shaped him. Um, He had an unusual childhood. He was one of only two Asian men in a very bigoted town in Northern Ireland. His father was the other one. And having such an isolated childhood, he struggled to find role models from his local community that he could learn from. So he was drawn to people like Gandhi and Mandela, and um, they're reading about them and learning from them. And then he talked about entrepreneurs and the lessons about entrepreneurs. And some of the entrepreneurs that he worked with, one of them in particular, um, talked about there's two types of entrepreneurs, those who want to build a great business that delivers something customers really value. And through this, they make money. And those, the second type, those just want to make money and the difference between the two is huge. And make sure it is something that people really value and that you care about your customers rather than you just want to make yourself very rich because you will, at some stage in your life, come unstuck. He talked about learning, Ashok talked about learning from his mistakes, and in one particular case, he said, I made the same mistake twice, which was unforgivable. I confronted situations, I was too assertive, I was too emotional, and I was uncompromising in the way I was going for it. And it was totally counterproductive. It backfired on him. His top tip was, uh, as a CEO or as a leader, you shine a light beam on those you interact with, a bit like a, a man or a, or a woman in a dark room with a torch. And this beam, can either, what you shine on, can either have a positive or a negative impact. And what impact do you want to have? People forget what you say, they forget what you do, but they never forget how you make them feel. And then finally, the last episode of, of the month was episode 17 with Alexander Nighi, uh, the Senior Vice President of Marketing, Communications and Digital at Emirates. And um, lovely working with Alexander and learning from him. Fascinating guy, particularly, he really gets the digital side. And in the conversation that we had, uh, he, he highlighted the importance of humility. It's fine to be smart and passionate with experience, but yet he, he wants to be known as someone who's not arrogant, prepared to learn and be wrong. And bringing on others is key and great leaders develop leaders. In fact, PwC, one of the PwC partners wrote, wrote a book, which I always remember perhaps 20 years ago called Leaders Growing Leaders. And that is our job as a leader is to grow more leaders. It's not just so that you are the one man or the one woman and bit like a rather egotistical commanding officer I worked for once who didn't want to have any challenge for the next level down. It was all about him and he was the king, the big I am. But you actually need to bring on the next generation so that people can step in and take over. Um, Alexander created an alumni, a network by developing those he led and bringing them on. And many of those who worked for him over the last 14 years, he reckons, have achieved their career objectives, and they're now in great jobs, sometimes passing him, if you were to rank yourself into even more senior and demanding roles, but he doesn't mind, he's really happy about that because he wants to see them go on and do better. Reach down, find the good people, bring those men and women on and let them fly. And Alexander's mistakes, uh, being over-anxious about the ethics and the impact on a decision on other people's lives. I mean, don't be heartless, but sometimes we can dither when actually we should act. And his advice to emerging leaders, trust your gut on leadership decisions, do what's right for the company and what's right strategically. It is tough laying people off, but sometimes it's good. And if you handle it in the right way that you want to help them find their happiness elsewhere, as someone once put it, It sometimes is good for them. And with the right amount of coaching or outplacement support, it does force people to make a much needed start if they're not really fitting in and it's not what they should be doing in life. And his top tip was be courageous, trust yourself and focus on developing your people. And sometimes be in the back seat more than being in the front seat. You're only in the front seat when everything goes wrong and that's when you have to Personally, take accountability and lead from the front. But the rest of the time, let those you lead take the, take the credit and get the experience so that one day they can lead. So those are the eight leaders that I've had the pleasure of uh, listening to, understanding about and chatting with in month two. It's been lovely talking to you and please keep it coming. Share the podcast with other people. Bye for now.